0: Are the lights on? Yeah. yeah, okay, let's start. Okay. Um, I'm really excited to be here with you today. Um, Isn't the presence of God amazing when we just let him be free? And uh, we just take care of uh, All we got to do is open up. That's, that's it. And then the Holy Spirit does the rest. Amen? Are you blessed? Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm really excited about Bible studies. Um, Bible studies are very important. Because it's a chance for all of us to to talk about the Word. Uh, normally on a Sunday like today, uh, you can't raise your hand and ask questions. Uh, if you do, I'm going to be like, uh, later. Okay. Um, because then, yeah. Uh, but in the Bible study setting, it allows us to ask questions. And even for us to share our own thoughts about what the Bible says and what God speaks to us about. Um, and so, if you have like those hard questions, those are the times to uh, to to ask them. And and like the, the teacher doesn't know them even better. Like you're like I got you. And so you gotta. And then the teacher don't don't start like making stuff up. You know, as you go along, like oh I don't know. You know, Eve was in with Noah. And uh, uh, you know, um, you gotta just uh, say it's okay to say hey, you know what? I don't know. Is, is that okay? That's that's fine. I, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Um, I'm not Jesus Christ, although I represent Him here on Earth. Praise the Lord. But I'm not Him. You know, I'm like Him. So I'm learning more, and then um, and then I, I'll say, i can Let me get back to you with that, and and then go to the Word, and then um, go out, go ask like Heaven. He knows a lot, and then, <laughs> and then uh, uh, yeah. And so then you go back with the answer, but that, that's the whole point of um, a Bible study that we can like share and stuff. So yeah, I, I do want to read some stuff to you today. It's a story that that most of you have heard. Uh, do you guys know the story of Balak or Balak and Balaam? You guys know that? Raise your hand if you know that story. Cool. That's good. All six of us will just have a great time. Well, uh, uh, we're going to read on that. There's some good, like, things for us there. Um, uh, but I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit, just converse with you about some stuff that, that's been on my heart, and, like, it's kind of like a teaser for you. And those of you that, that like to read the Word and like to explore and like to, like, just go in depth, like, you can take that. So I was, uh, I was driving, and I was going work or from work it's sort of blurry because it's traffic both ways I don't I don't remember but um, I was driving and uh, the Lord began to speak to me and and I was worshiping and uh, um, he he started saying hey you know like in heaven you're gonna have a new body and I was like praise God like that's awesome a new body because I need one you know we all do uh, most of us and, uh, and, and he said, yeah, in heaven, you're going to have a new body. And it, I hadn't really like, kind of put, put much thought to that because I was like, you know, we're spirit and, you know, we have a soul. And so powerful what God has done in our life to, to make us a new creation in the spirit. Isn't that amazing? And so he's like, but in heaven, you're going to have a body. And your body is going to house your spirit and your soul. And I was like, but well, why? What? He's like, well, see... I want, like, in heaven, I'm three in heaven still. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you're still going to look like me in heaven. You're going to be three as well. You're going to have your body, your soul, and your spirit. But see, the body in heaven, ha, that's the good part, is not going to get old. Yeah, yeah, praise God. Come on, that's <laughs> your lower back is not going to hurt, you know, like mine. Uh, you know your elbow's not gonna crack. You know, it's like you, my elbow cracks every time I do that. It's like crack. It's like I don't know. It's just the body, right? So up there, it's like no, no getting old. And, and the Bible says no crying, like like out of sadness. No crying. Like have you ever been joyful, to like. Like hilarious, laughing, and and like laughter and joy, and, and like non-stop, You're like at one time I was laughing so hard we were like in a group of friends and I like blacked out. Like that has never happened to me. Like I, like, I lost consciousness for like like a millisecond. Like and I was like I gotta stop laughing. Like, like that, <laughs> that happens to us chubby guys, and uh, that that kind of that kind of stuff. You know, like that's joy, like that's that's amazing. Like laughter is good medicine, amen. So laugh, like be happy. Jesus is <coughs> in you, and in heaven you're gonna be happy. Like your body is like always gonna be joyful, but you're gonna house your spirit and your soul, and you're gonna look like Jesus Christ, he, You're Christ-like. Yeah, that's how God has made you. Here we're we're three as well. We have our spirit, we have our soul, and we have this body, and and this body gets old and. and it's great. Have you guys seen my gray hair on my beard? It's like multiplying, like by the minute. And like, it's just wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. it's just. We're just, we get older. We cry, right? We get sad. We, We go up the stairs and we run out of breath, right? Like, like that's the body that we have here. But, but God is saying to us, like, but i i have a perfect body waiting for you don't worry like that body is just going to go to dirt dirt goes to dirt ash to ash right but i have like i have set you free right so we don't live through this body we we live through our spirit waiting for our new body that's why like enoch and like uh, elijah they didn't they didn't die they walked right into heaven and God just gave them a new body and they walk right into heaven. Amen? And that's that's the generation that's coming. Like, the more we discover God's goodness and His grace, like, we're just, you know, hopefully us or the next generation is just going to walk into heaven. Because they're just going to be so in tune and so connected with God that they're just going to walk right into So explore that. Like, like look in the Word where, where like, it's three, body, soul, and spirit, and a perfect body. And a a perfect spirit and a sanctified soul. What God is working on right now is not our flesh and it's not our spirit. He's working on our soul. Because our soul used to be attached and dominated by our flesh. So our soul is used to what our flesh used to do. But when we came to Christ, the flesh died. But your soul sometimes needs renewal of the mind. That's where your mind is in the soul, your emotions. All of that is in the soul. So it's not it's not good that we're lead, led by the soul. That's why the Bible says specifically, be led by the spirit. So now your spirit is, is alive and well and you have to feed it and you have to become aware. We always use that word aware. You have to become aware of the spirit that you are inside and lead your soul and your body will come with it. But your body is just a machine that houses your soul and your spirit. Amen? Amen. Hello. Amen. It just houses your soul and your spirit, like your body has instincts. Like your body needs to eat, but it's your the soul's choice. That's who you truly are. Your soul's choice to feed it. To feed it, what you're going to feed it. Okay. Amen. It's not like your body's like, oh man, like you know, I'm hungry for like this. Like that's just what you're used to. You know, you're used to the in and out burger. Or I should say, I'm used to it. Enough. <laughs> but 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 the body does it like it's a machine. You get You get what I'm saying? Like it has instincts. For example, very 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 good example is uh, the body naturally the way God made it is naturally has a sex drive. Okay, but it you can't let the body lead. You through that sex drive, it has to be through the filter of, of the spirit. And the spirit knows that sex out of marriage is not good. It's not healthy. It's not because what happens is that it creates like it creates basically a marriage. And and, and sex is for marriage because in marriage is where you build a relationship. It's where you it, it's where you connect intimately with the other person. And sex doesn't become even about sex anymore. It doesn't become about the performance. It becomes about intimacy. It becomes about connection and love and beauty. Hello? Praise God. It's legal when you're married. <laughs> and then that's why that's why God is, is so perfect and so beautiful. he says, wait till you're married. And a lot, of, you know, things have been twisted by the devil, by the world so much that they'll say, like, you know, but well, how do you know if it's gonna be good or not? You know, take it for a test part of take it for a take it for a test drive, you know, take it for a test drive, brother. You know, like you gotta make sure it runs well. And I'm like, whoa, easy there, cowboy. You know? You know, and, and ladies, she is is coming very soon. Just to, just to give you just to give you some heads up. Like you're more than a test drive. You're more than, than a car comparison. You are valuable. You are, your your purity is important to God. You belong to Him first. Amen. Amen. And so, like, don't let these guys like just talk in your ear and sweet and oh, I love you and tell to shut up and then get say where's the ring? Let's get married. You're know, all about commitment. Like, what's up? <laughs> Stop fronting. Well, okay, job. Get a ring and let's get married. Stop. You know. Stop. Stop it all. <laughs> so it's true. It's true. And so that's why God says, "Look in marriage." I don't know. What I'm talking about this. Y'all. It, that's why God says in marriage that's where sex is good because it it is it creates that connection. Things happen uh, during sex that that are are spiritual things like like your soul connects. Like like something happens in there. And and you gotta you gotta be careful, and that's why uh, that's why when when someone has had sex before marriage, it's difficult to break up when they have problems and and it's not working. Ooh, what are you talking to? <laughs> that's why, because there's attachment that you like. It's hard to break because it's more than just two bodies. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. And trust me, that's something that I had to learn the hard way, the difficult way. But it's important that you get that. That that's why, like, you can't get over that person because that happened. And that's happened to you. That's why it's important to stay clean and stay pure. God loves purity. He is so pure and so beautiful. And so he sent his son on the cross to die, and His blood was shed so that you can be pure. So that you can walk in that purity. Amen? Alright. That was like my, I don't know what happened there, But, um, it was good, right? I mean, that is good. And so, and so in heaven, we're gonna have those three still. We're gonna have a body, a soul, and a spirit, and I am amazed about that. So, you know, look into that. So, let's go to uh, Numbers 22. I lent... My, uh, I lend my, uh, my iPad to, to the kids today, and they're watching stuff on, on the <laughs> iPad. So I'm using my phone, so bear with me if I, uh, if I take long to, to go to the verses and stuff. Numbers 22, and um, we're going to read a New Kings James Version. Um, and I'm going to read from verse 9 through 14. So when you have it, please say amen. Alright, so before we read it, let me just let me just tell you because I know that there's some people that have never read this, and we're gonna read a lot, but it's important that we know uh, the story a little bit. So Balak is a man that wants to hire another man named Balaam. Hire him for what? Because Balak stands on a mountain and he sees the people of Israel camping in his in his land pretty much. And he sees the people of Israel and that there, there's a lot of them, and they're multiplying, and he like immediately hates them. And he says, I'm going to call Balaam, because Balaam is sort of like this, kind of like this prophet, and I'm going to ask Balaam to, uh, to curse them so that, so that I can kill them, basically this, what this guy is saying. And so he wants to destroy the people of Israel, and he wants to hire this guy named Balaam to curse the people of Israel. But how many know that the children of God cannot be cursed? Amen. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Let's start this out. So verse 9. Let me see. Okay. So verse 9, we're going to see that God is already talking to this, this so-called prophet named Balaam, Okay. It says, Then God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? So Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent to me, saying, Look, a people has come out of Egypt, and they cover the face of the earth. Come now, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to overpower them and drive them out. And God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. Mm. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princess of Balak, Go back to your land, for the Lord has refused to give me permission to go with you. And the princess of Moab rose and went to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Okay, brothers, let let us pray. I know we've been praying, but let's just pray for the Lord to guide us. Father, thank you. Thank you for for your word. Thank you for this time of of worship. I pray, Lord, that you just lead us. And I thank you that we are in the word now, Father. Just use us, Lord. Use me as your vessel, God. And I thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, so as you can see, uh, Balak uh, calls for Balaam. And God speaks to this man. Now, this is very important that you notice that God is speaking to Balaam. And, and he tells him, do not go with these men because you cannot curse someone that has been blessed, of people that have been blessed. Now, all of us know here, we're very aware that we are not cursed. Amen. That we cannot be cursed. Sometimes we feel like life can kind of get a little heavy and things can happen in our life that make it seem like what's going on. Is someone doing witchcraft on me or something? Like what happened? Did, did, did I make the voodoo lady mad? <sighs> but the truth is that that no one can curse you. Imagine. The truth is that Jesus Christ is on you and with you and lives inside of you and you are blessed. And nothing can come against you. You may you may you know you may know and understand that you have an enemy that, that hates you and doesn't like you very much, but that doesn't mean that he can touch you and curse you. You are blessed. Amen. So as this King Balak is looking from the mountain to the people of Israel, and he sees the people of Israel. Now the people of Israel are worshiping God. They have a tabernacle set in the desert, and he's worried they're worshiping God. And the first thing that this 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 king thinks about, he doesn't think, wow, you know, this these people are powerful people in the sense of like, maybe I, I can learn from that, and maybe I can learn from their God, but immediately there's a hate. There's a, like, a, like, he despises them because of their, 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 their story. He even mentions the story. He says, these people are powerful. They have came from bondage from Egypt, and God has set them free. But he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, like, he doesn't, he doesn't connect with them. He immediately despises them. And so the enemy might be high up in a place against us. And he might see that you're growing in Christ. He might see that, that you're going to Bible study on a Wednesday now. Hello. And, and that you uh, go to church on Friday and that you're serving at church now. And, and that you're starting to, to grow and you're with God. And he doesn't necessarily say, wow, you know, this guy is really becoming a good Christian. You know, he says... Man, I hate him or her, and I, I want to destroy them. I want to curse them, but I'm here to tell you that you cannot be cursed. I'm here to tell you that you are so blessed. That your blessings can flow to others Amen. Amen. you are blessed brothers and sisters don't let life get you down don't look at your situation as I'm cursed look at your situation from heavenly perspective you are sitting in heavenly places you are above the mountain where the enemies at. you are above him because God has raised you to be with him Amen. so Balak is like he's he's the hater—he's hating a little bit, and he wants to hire this so-called prophet to curse the people. He doesn't have the guts to do it himself or to do anything to the people because he knows that the people are powerful. Yeah. He sees the power in the people, so he thinks that if he hires this other guy, that that he can curse them and destroy them. Oh man, there's a word. Let's let's keep reading. <laughs> let's keep reading. Let's skip though. Let's skip to verse twenty. So we're going to read, they came came back to Balaam now. They said, "Go." Balak said, go back to Balaam and ask him again. And then God speaks to Balaam again. And God came to Balaam at night and said to him, if the men come to call you, rise and go with them now. But only the word which I speak to you, that you shall do. So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey and went with the princess of Moab. Amen. Let's read verse 30 and 35. we got to skip a little bit because it's kind of long. 30 through 35. Now, before we read, if I can get your attention. So, now they go back to Balaam and they say, Hey, look, like the king wants you to go. And he's like, well, let me check with God. He checks with God and he said, God tells him, okay, go. So he saddles up his donkey and he's on his way and he goes. So as he's going through, uh, through, you know, the pathway, there's an angel standing there and the angel pulls out his sword so that the, the donkey doesn't pass. Now it's interesting, I love this story. It's interesting because the donkey is the only one that sees the angel, so the donkey doesn't want to move. So then Balaam gets angry with the donkey. <laughs> and he starts to beat the donkey. That's not nice, it's animal cruelty. He, start, yes, he starts to beat the donkey. And then the donkey begins to talk to him. In English, or whatever language they spoke. <laughs> I mean, the, what? Look, look the thirty. So the donkey said to Balaam, "Hold up, wait a minute." <laughs> Can you imagine? You're reading the Bible for the first time, or someone's actually writing this, and they're like, "Okay, wait." Like what? But you know, the scribe used to write it, and then someone would tell him what happened, and the scribe's writing. So the donkey, the donkey, what? <laughs> the donkey spoke. The donkeys, you know, God, man, God is so, like, he's, he's so into protecting you, so into protecting his people, that if he has to make an animal talk, he will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how far you got to think about how God goes to protect you. Mm -hmm. Come on. He'll make the donkey talk to you. It might be someone you never expected at work. I'm not calling them a donkey. Come on. <laughs> but I'm just saying, someone that you didn't expect, okay, like that. Someone you never expected. And then now, the, I was going to say the donkey. The person, the person gives you, what? So the donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey? on which you have written ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no, I would rant. (laughs) He, He decided to answer him. Verse 31, Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, why have you struck your donkey these three times? Why is the donkey so important? It, it's it's important that now the angels like why are you hitting the donkey? He's your donkey. <laughs> and, and as you read this, you got to we got to we got to be normal. Like you, we got to read it. It's right there. And 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 the angel asked him like why why are you hitting your donkey? In other words, you know everything that God has given you that it may even look like a donkey to you but God has given it to you come on amen come on that's right and sometimes you look at your your situation in life and you think man this is nothing but a donkey and I want a horse and the angel saying the angel of the Lord is saying hey that's your donkey man. God gave you that donkey hello Behold, I have come out to stand against you, because your way is perverse before me. Wait a minute, I thought God said to go. Now the angel is saying, don't go. This is confusing, but it'll clear up soon. The donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would also have killed you by now and let her live. That's the angel speaking to Balaam. And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. For I did not know you stood in the way against me. Now, therefore, if it displeases you, if it displeases you, I will turn back. And the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the man, but only the word that I speak to you, that you shall speak. So Balaam went with the princess of Balak. Amen? So, pretty pretty straightforward. Let's skip to verse 41. Verse 31 says, So it was the next day that Balak took Balaam and brought him up to the high place of Baal, that from there he might observe the extent of the people. Okay, wait. God has been speaking to this Balaam guy. He meets up with the king, this perverse guy, and the king brings him up to this mountain of Baal, the high places of Baal. Now, if you understand the Bible, if you understand the context, Baal was a false god that the pagans used to worship back in the day. The Israelites would, would worship the one true God, the God that you could not see, that created the heavens and the earth. And then they made uh, they, these, these other tribes, made these gods, and Baal was the highest God that they had. And Baal, honestly, for us, represents Satan. He is is the God of the world. Not our God, but the God of the world, the God of that system of the world. And so he takes Balaam to the high places of Baal, and he wants him to curse the people from the point of view of Baal. God has been speaking to this guy this whole time. So when I read this, I was like, wait, is he God? But he takes him there, and Balaam goes with him. So let's let's see what else happens here. Numbers 23, verse 1 through 12. Amen. Amen. Then Balaam said to Balak, listen to this: build seven altars for me here. And prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. And Balak did just as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to Balak, stand by your burnt offering and I will go. Perhaps the Lord will come to meet me and whatever he shows me, I will tell you. So he went to a desolate height and God met Balaam. And he said to him, I have prepared, this This is Balaam speaking, I have prepared the seven altars and I have offered each altar a bull and a ram. Then the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth, hallelujah, And said, Return to Balak, and thus you shall speak. So he returned to him, and there he was, standing by his burnt offering, he and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his oracle and said, Balak, the king of Moab, has brought me from Aram, from the mountains of the east. Come curse Jacob for me, and come denounce Israel. And this is his response. How shall I curse whom God has not cursed? And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him there. A people dwelling alone, not reckoning itself among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob, or number the fourth of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and let, me, and let my end be like his. Then Balak said to Balaam, What have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies and look, you have blessed them bountifully. So he answered and said, must I not take heed to speak what the Lord has put in my mouth? Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. Praise God, come on. come on! This guy gets hired to curse. He goes to the Lord. Hey, Lord, can you give me a word so I can curse these people? God gives him the word and he blesses him. Thank you. Thank you. And Satan is angry. Come on. The enemy is angry. Because every time that someone tries to curse you, it becomes a blessing to you. Yes. Yes. Every time that someone tries to put you down, it just becomes more of an encouragement for you. On, because the Holy Spirit says you can. The Holy Spirit says go forth. The Holy Spirit says be unwavering. Continue on. The enemy says I'm going to try to curse you. But Jesus says, no, you can't. Because I died for that curse on the cross 2,000 some years ago. Amen. And those people are blessed. And they will continue to be blessed bountifully in abundance. Amen? Amen. Alright. So, he blesses them. And then, let's read 19 through 24 in the same chapter. It feels like a Bible there You there? And he tries to he tries to curse them again. Part two. Another curse coming. Here, here comes the curse. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Behold, I receive a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He has not observed iniquity in Jacob. Nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. God brings them out of Egypt. He has the strength like a wild ox, for there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. It now must be said of Jacob and of Israel, oh! What God has done. Look, a people rises like a lioness and lifts itself up like a lion. It shall not lie down until it devours the prey and drinks the blood of the slain. Praise God. Baal tries to curse again. And it becomes a blessing even more powerful now. Before it was like these people will be blessed and shall not be cursed. Now these people will destroy the enemy. Come on. These people are a powerful people. And God, it says, God does not see their sin. Come on. God does not see their wickedness or their iniquity. Come on, this is prophetic. Amen. This is about you and me. Amen. Because Amen. the blood of Jesus Christ is on you. Yeah. It has cleansed you and made you righteous. Yeah. It has brought you into the throne of grace. So when God he says, I don't see iniquity. Amen, amen. I don't see wickedness. Amen. I cannot curse them. Amen. Satan tries to stand on the mountain. He tries to stand above the people of God. He tries to see this. He sees their growth and their and their numbers and he sees how powerful they are. And He tries to curse what he can. Amen. Because God will not curse what he has blessed. When Peter, when Peter was, he was having doubts about preaching to the Gentiles, about preaching to people that were non-Jew. God said, you cannot call unclean what I have cleaned. Amen. Yeah. You cannot call dirty what I have made righteous. You cannot call wrong what I have made right. That's right. And brothers and sisters, I see you like that because God it allows me to see with love. That no matter what your mistakes have been, that God still sees you as his son and daughter in Christ. And I would ask that you would grab hold of that word this afternoon. That you would grab hold of that simple word that says, I do not see iniquity in you. I do not see wickedness in you. I see my children. Come on, on, somebody. Amen. Amen. he cannot curse them. That was the second time. He tries. And Balak gets mad and he's like, alright, don't curse him, but don't bless him either. <laughs> he says that. Don't curse him. You can read it in verse 25. Don't, don't curse him, but don't bless him either. Want to read it? Then Balak said to Balaam, neither curse them at all, nor bless them at all. So Balaam answered and said to Bala, Did I not tell you, say all that the Lord speaks, that I must do? Alright, let's go to chapter 24. Let me just check my my notes. There it is. Okay. Chapter 24, four, verse 1. So verse 18, before you read, can you look up and just pay attention just for a minute, please? Two prophecies have gone out. They were supposed to be curses, but they've become blessings. Balak has upset the king, the enemy of the people, and he says, can you you try one more time to curse them? I'm going to take you to a different place. And at this place, I want you to curse them verse 1 to 18 now when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel he did not go as, uh, he did not go as at other times to seek to use sorcery, hold up I stop right there wait a minute Balaam has been talking for God this whole time come on now this is this is intense This guy has been using sorcery this whole time. When people use sorcery, they use witchcraft, they use psychics, they use all these things that are outside of the word of God. They tap into the spiritual world. And God has so much mercy and so much grace that we don't even understand that he will still speak to them sometimes. Through those means, ooh, they just say that. Yes. <laughs> through those, well, you know why? Because He loves those people too. Yeah. Yeah. They just might be a little lost, getting their cards read and their palms read and the horoscopes and all that stuff. They might not understand that the one who speaks truth only is God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. But but God will still speak to them because He loves them too. He loves loves the witch, the warlock. He loves the homosexual. He loves the prostitute. He loves all of his children. So this, this Balaam character has been blessing people with the words that God has placed in his mouth. But he's been going at it through sorcery this whole time. God will speak to you, right? in the weirdest places. But you got to be careful still. Always go to God into his presence by the blood of Christ. So Balaam, God speaks to Balaam. This is God saying, Now when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, now his mind started changing. He did not go as at other times to seek to use sorcery But he set his face toward the wilderness, and Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamped according to their tribes, and the Spirit of God came upon him. Oh, come on. on. Woo! Oh. Come on. Oh, man. The devil is a liar. That's right. Here is Balaam now at the third Time that he, the king, says, "Go and curse." He goes, and God says, "No, no, no! You don't have to put seven altars with seven animals on each altar." No, 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 no! My spirit is enough. I don't know if you're getting that, but no, 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 brothers and sisters, you don't have to put the seven altars. You don't have to do all this, the Holy Spirit is enough. The Holy Spirit is enough. He's in you. He lives in you. You hear him. You hear him subtly, but he's in there and he, he guides you. He looks at the tribes of Israel. What a glorious sight. I wish I could have been there to see from the mountain all the tribes of Israel lined up And all of them used to camp around the presence of God. The the tabernacle was was standing. There was a fire of pillar from heaven. And everyone would encamp around the holy place and the holy of holies. And their focus was the presence of God. I would have liked to see that sight. And now us, we are the same. We encamp around the presence when, when the Israelites left Egypt, it says that God told them to, to slaughter a lamb and to take the blood and to put it on their doorpost. Do you remember that? But it says that they took the sacrifice and they cooked it. And it says that they all sat around it in each home. As to say, like we are, we are around the Lord Jesus Christ. We are, he is our center. He protects us at the door, but we live and we commune with Him. Amen. That's how the people of Israel did in the wilderness here. And it says that the Spirit of God now came upon Him. Verse 3. And He took up His oracle and said, The utterance of Balaam, the son of Beor, the utterance of the man whose eyes are open now. Now they're open. The utterance of him who hears the words of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty, Who falls down with his eyes wide open. How lovely are your tents, O Jacob. Your dwellings, O Israel. Like valleys that stretch out. Like gardens by the riverside. Like aloes planted by the Lord. Like cedars beside the waters. He shall pour water from his bucket. And his seed. His seed. Shall be in many waters. His king shall be higher than Agag, and his kingdom shall be exalted. God brings him out of Egypt. He has strength like a wild ox. He shall consume the nations, his enemies. He shall break their bones and pierce them with his arrows. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion who shall rouse him. Blessed is he who blesses you. And cursed is he who curses you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he's talking about Jesus. There you go. He's saying the kingdom. And his kingdom shall be exalted. The seed of Jacob is coming. If you read the genealogy of Jesus Christ, he comes from the seed of Abraham. Jacob, Isaac. He comes from that lineage. His kingdom shall be exalted. We are in his kingdom. By grace, we are in his kingdom. By mercy, by his sacrifice, we are in his kingdom. And we cannot and will never be cursed again. And when the enemy comes against us, too bad for him. Not too bad for us. And all the, the things you feel in your feelings or in your body or in your mind are all lies. See, you're in a good place here. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. You're in a good place. Because here, you will hear truth. Here, you will hear the, the, the real word of God. And if you allow it to just grow, you will see changes in your amen Amen? Okay. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Why don't you get on your feet, please? <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! curse is broken, the curse is broken, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, the seed has been exalted, the kingdom, the king has destroyed the enemies. through his suffering on the cross, that King is our Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I don't know how you're feeling today, but I know that God has spoken to a lot of you. If you've been feeling down, if you've been feeling even almost like cursed, you need to come up here Come up here now God is calling you to step in faith receive prayer